Well, hi there, Joel Norman here. We've been rocking paradigms about recruiting, maybe even about life. And we're building on where we were in parts one and two for today's session, part three, a process to recruit that actually works. Going to share with you a process for recruiting with its beginning, middle, and end that has a very, very high success rate of recruiting gifted, talented, excited, and capable people into the ministry you lead. And believe it or not, upfront and bulletin printed announcements might very well be a part of it. As we move through this, I'm counting on you to remember the big three points so far. First, Cattle calls don't work. Two, team building is not about slots to fill, but relationships to fulfill. Three, recruiting is a process. Now, a little disclaimer today. As a time warning, this training is a little longer than most, so please make sure you have time you need to finish it. I'd hate for you to have to stop mid-process. But hey, if you're driving in your car or you're doing your workout, it's really okay. You really can't pick it up. That's just how I feel though. Okay. So that said, let's get down to it. Here's the beginning. Realize this is a privilege. Privilege is, is really huge in our culture nowadays, but realize it's a privilege to serve God in ministry leadership or as a ministry volunteer. It's a privilege to work for the King of Kings. Next, pray. Prayer also makes us recognize the people that God has already put around us. He has equipped the church already. Our job is to find them and build the relationships with them. And on to prayer, we add preparation. Know what you're recruiting for. Exactly what you're recruiting for. Precision is your friend. Next in this beginning of the process, is people. Start with the people you know. Keep a running active list. Even the cross-offs count. You know when you cross somebody off your list, they still count. They are ministry opportunities. Any place where new people show up is a great place to recruit. Old habits die hard, but new people are looking for places to get involved. They are looking for something. We can recruit them and we can provide them that something. Last part of the beginning of this process is get recommendations from other staff based on pre-established criteria. This also leads into the issue of burnout. It's contagious. We should avoid burnout at all costs. Don't pull people in multiple directions. Don't do that. They do not need to be involved in every ministry. The old adage that if you want something done, find a busy person, only someone promoting burnout is actually going to keep fostering that. Please stop it. Now that's the beginning. Here's the middle. Connect with potential volunteers or servants. Second, articulate your expectations. I, I can't stress that one enough. You need to know what you're actually going to ask these people to do. Next, stress that training will be provided and actually do it. Fourth, ask potential volunteers or servants 
to pray on the matter. Tell them you'll follow up with them in a week or two. Just be specific. There's a beginning. There's a middle. Here's the end. Okay? Follow up with the potential servant or volunteer in a week or two, just like you told them you were. Second, if you anticipate someone's about to tell you no, don't let them. I know that seems weird. It's kind of a sales technique, but don't let them. Here's why. If the timing is wrong, just diffuse it by telling them that you're going to call on them in a year. It could be a ministry year, or it could be a few months, and then keep them on your list. No doesn't mean that they're never going to serve until Jesus comes back. It just means it's not a good time. Okay, we got to stop guilting people about serving. Now, that's the process. It's really not complicated, and it's easily repeatable. In short, it's a process that never stops, and I highly encourage you to keep good notes when you're going through it. Whether your notes are physical or electronic, keep them. Do not trust your brain. Trust something you write or something you type. You'll thank me later. Now, here are a few more items to note. Make sure the task fits the request. Okay, no one likes a bait and switch, so make sure the task fits the request. Make sure the job is something that a servant or a volunteer can do. It may be that a job needs a staff member, or it may need multiple volunteers for different parts of the task. As a leader, that's your job to know that. Okay? Also, train the person for the job requested. For some you know, weird reason, I've seen leaders, and I've, I've done this myself, honestly, we, we would nail the process of recruiting only to get that new servant on our team, and then we throw them to the wolves instead of training them. It's not cool, and it will lead them to quitting, and they may never serve again. All right? Start tracking your people. Lastly, start tracking your people in order to measure retention rates. Everyone measures numbers, and I guess that's okay, but when it comes to serving, retention is the number that matters. Do they sign up for the next year? Do they sign up for the next class? Do they sign up for the next rotation in nursery? Retention is the number that tells you you're creating an environment that they want to serve in. Okay, let's review the process quickly. The beginning starts before you even ask the person by knowing what you're recruiting for, making lists, getting names of potential folks. The middle is actually asking the potential servant and setting your follow-up time after they pray and think about it. The end is follow-up, training, releasing that servant into ministry. Please remember, this process is based on each individual. If you're in a heavy recruiting season, it could get a little tricky for you if you don't keep good notes on where you are in the process with each individual. In summary, let me give you two more things to consider. And I've given you a lot, but here's two more things to consider. No matter how you slice it, unless you ask, the chance of people standing up and volunteering is almost 0%. If we, as a group, make it normal to recruit volunteers, it will become part of the cultural DNA of the church. And this makes it easier for everybody. All right? The second thing to consider 
is clarity is one of your very best friends as a recruiter and a leader. By clarity, this refers both to the recruiter and the volunteer being very aware of exactly what is being asked. Clarity is another part of the secret sauce of recruiting. Clarity is the breeding ground for confidence. Confident people say yes, and they say yes faster. Okay? In other words, when you have clarity, it's very easy to get a quick yes. Clarity will help you also say no gracefully. With clarity, you can politely say, yeah, this really isn't going to be a good fit for you. Let's try to find where that good fit might be. Why is that? Because you've already been clear. They know it and you know it. And then there's this. I teased you that there might be an opportunity where an upfront or bulletin printed announcement is effective, but I didn't actually mention it today so far in the process. That was obviously very intentional because I'm trying to get you out of the habit of relying on cattle calls and upfront and bulletin announcements as your staple. But upfront and in bulletin announcements are good at doing two things for you. First, it's good for building overall interest for the ministry by explaining what it is and why it is, assuming people are paying attention. Second, it can get some information out like a two-minute warning. You know, people know we're in a recruiting mode for a new or growing ministry, and so you know, people aren't surprised when you begin the process with them. But Friends, it is still not a recruiting tool all by itself. It's just too ineffective. I've observed ministries recruit well without a single upfront or in bulletin announcement. Yes, you heard that right. They've had a high level of recruitment, they have a high level of servants, and they never once ask upfront or in bulletin for any help. And you know what? I've personally built ministries without a single upfront or in bulletin announcement. I've built them with these announcements, and when I have, mostly, they've just tempted me to be lazy. Your mileage may vary. Thanks so much for being part of this three-week journey about recruiting. I pray that this has been helpful to you and will help equip you to equip the saints for the work of ministry for the sake of the kingdom of Jesus. Keep swinging. We'll see you soon.